All right, everybody, how's it going? You are listening to South Shore Yankees podcast, and you hear the voices of Nick Giamatti and my boy, Richie Pagnata. What's up, everybody? How you doing? It's been a while. It's been a very long time. It's been a couple months now, but you know, yeah. we've had things to do. And um, It was the offseason, you know. We, the, the, the teams, they take off, and we take off, too. Exactly, and if you haven't noticed, we have changed names. So Logo moving name forward... Ever. New name, new year, new season, new players. New energy. Uh, new energy. New energy going into the season. Um, as you can tell, you probably don't see our faces because you were listening to us on Spotify. And if you found us on other podcasting websites, that is cool also. So um, give us a like and a follow on our Spotify and on our Instagram and on our Twitter. Yes. So what's new, Nick? What have you been up to? Nothing really. Nothing really. Just, you know, happy that life is slowly starting to get back to normal. Slowly um, and surely, thank God. I'm very thankful that baseball is back. I'm also thankful that baseball that. is actually baseball this year, and we're getting a full season. Yes. And 10% of fans are allowed in the stadium this year, and I actually have tickets to a game in July, I think. Yo, what? And you didn't tell me? I'm telling you now. Well, we could have gone together, you dick. <laughs> we can still go together. Well, now we're not going to be together. No, I'm saying we can go to a different game together. Uh-huh. We could go see the we go see the Astros. Well, yeah, of course. Those tickets are be... probably already sold out and selling like ten times resale value. Yeah, probably. But we'll, we could sit together and watch on TV. Well, wait, we'll just wait for <laughs> the um, governor to allow more than ten percent, and then we will jump on those tickets. And my that's true. I'm sure. Is I'm not, honestly. Listen, my hope Sorry. is by end of April, we're at least at like 25% that they'll allow Yeah, it. I think as the year goes on, they'll start being more lenient with how many people could be in the stadium. I think maybe 100% won't happen until next year, but yeah. you know, never know how things can turn out. We'll see. I mean, but, you know, if things with the vaccine and pills and other things are doing, if they work as well as everyone says they will, um, the hope would honestly be by August or September, they let all stadiums back to... 75 to 100 percent capacity i would mm-hmm. think at least and yeah. well that's good for all sports not just baseball you know the more money teams make the more money they can give out to players and you know the yankees have some really big upcoming contracts they got to worry about i mean you got judge you got torres you just gave cold ton of money you still got to pay stanton um you just signed LeMahieu, luckily at a you know a discount of sorts you might have to give Boyd some money if you want to keep him around. So, yeah, you know, the Yankees, they got a lot, a lot, a lot of deals they got to worry about that they got to pay players on the team already. And, you know, I mean, also, you got Sevy, you're going to have to pay him. And if Kluber and Taylon, Taylon, I can't say his name. Someone at work I work with pronounces it perfectly, and I just can't pronounce it. But I just call him J-Mo for fun. That's better. J-Mo, you know, if those two work out, we're going to have to give them some money. And then... There's a lot, a lot of people we got to pay. Plus, we we don't even look at free agents yet. You know, there's. I think we could upgrade third base. I think we could upgrade first base. Um, we could definitely upgrade the pitching staff, both starters and relievers. There's a lot of money that we got to find. So, the best thing to happen for the Yankees right now is to you know get as much capacity back into the stadium as possible. Because let's face it, we're a big market team. In this past year, we made mark uh, money as if we were the Royals. And it's just that's not how the Yankees operate. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you know, we, well, we wanted to stand at a luxury tax this year. We, well, that's the new goal. I mean, 
I don't, Dodgers don't see that. Well, listen, we didn't see it for the last 20 years, and I didn't realize how bad it was until I saw why they were doing it a few years ago. Basically, my understanding was every year you're over the luxury tax. Let's say you're like $5 million over, so the first year you have to pay $5 million. And the next year, like it keep, it, I think like it doubles or it goes up by a certain percentage. So you could be like $2 million over, but you're still paying like $25 million extra. And listen, that's pocket money, like pocket change to the Steinbrenners, but it was it was high. It wasn't twenty five million. It was like a ton of money. It was literally paying for almost essentially another MLB team. So for them yeah. to get under it, it made sense. And listen, the Dodgers they're in a win now mode, and in five to ten years, they're not going to be able to afford to do what they're doing. But you know, no, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. So anyway. Uh, what was it? Oh, we want to talk about uh our off season yeah gains and losses. Now there was a lot of losses and we had a decent amount of gains. So I mean it was kind of like a win win, in my opinion. Uh, I'm definitely a lot more confident going into the season with our starting pitching than I have been in the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of questions on the table, but you know so far with what's been going on with spring training, everything has been looking pretty decent, and I know. The phrase, it's just spring training, and I've been saying that to Richie because we're both in Facebook, Yankee groups, and all these people are freaking out over the little things, and I mean, I just text Richie, I'm like, dude, it's at least spring training, and these people are bugging out. Like, just relax. Yeah, and I, I said when to you. When the season starts, that's when it's time yeah. to and panic, to you, or not even panic, but be more concerned. Exactly. Between spring, spring training, a full regular season, and a deep playoff run, which is what we're both anticipating... We're looking at what, two hundred to two hundred fifty games, and everybody wants us to go undefeated. And listen, we hit ninety five wins, which I think is very possible. And what's, what's the over under? I think the over under is like ninety six, ninety six and a half. I think we can very easily hit the over. I think we can hit about. I think we're going to be between like ninety six and like ninety ninety eight. I don't know if we're going to win hundred games, and that's okay because we don't have to. Win I would like a hundred, but I, we're probably going to get. I would like to get to hundred, but we don't know. We'll see. I, I, yeah. If it was up to me, I'm taking the over. Oh, I'm definitely taking over, but yeah. not by a lot. Yeah, no, listen. All we need is a half a game. If we hit 97, we hit the over. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on to see who we, um, you know, we gained. And for right now, we'll just talk about who we gained and not who we resigned. We'll get to who we resigned in a little yeah. bit. Well, let, let's but, start with um, who we lost because I think who we lost is yeah, a lot yeah. more significant let's, than who we lost. Yeah, we'll do that instead. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go over who we lost? Sure. So we lost Tommy Canley, J.A. Happ. Thank God. I'm so upset about Tommy Canley, but we'll yeah. get to that later. Uh, Jonathan Holder, Masahiro Tanaka, James Paxton. And then we traded away Adovino in a salary dump, which personally, I hate that move. But it is what it is. And now he's a Red Sox, which sucks. But yeah, There's so. A lot of w- weird photos of him on the, on the Red even, Sox page. I don't even want to look at it. But yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, losing Canley and Holder's big, you know, it really weakened in Ottavino. Like, it really, really weakens our bullpen, which was supposed to be one of our strengths. So that sucks. But then, um, and losing Hap is, you know, a godsend. Tanaka, you know, he's super clutch in the postseason. So I hate watching him go. But in the in the regular season, he's just so bleh. Like he doesn't do anything to wow me. And Paxton, I was really excited when we got him. I really thought we were going to re-sign him. I know we had a talk about that last year. Um, 
in one yeah, of the we, early we, episodes. He was one of our pitchers that we thought was getting re-signed. Yeah, I re- I was shocked when they didn't sign him, but I think the fact that he got injured again last season and didn't fully recover, and you know, I think they were really upset about that. So they were just like, screw it, we're not going to give him more money. Um, so that sucks. And, you know, Adovino, I know you loved him. I liked him a lot. He had that filthy, filthy slider. But for a guy who threw with so much movement, he got hit a lot. He struck out a ton of guys, but he people made contact with him often. Well, and for- it was scary when he was in the game. Last year, he was a little shaky. And I think in the Yankees' eyes, you know, someone I uh, I work with, he's a massive Yankee fan. And these are, you know, words of his. But he was saying for the Yankees to trade out of, you know, to Boston for nothing is basically them saying they think he's done. I mean, in a sense, you know. I mean, you know do you, how often do the Yankees ever trade anyone to Boston? Very, very like, rarely. But also... I mean, we, we mentioned it before, you know, they were so they're so concerned about staying under the luxury tax now and doing whatever they can to not go over it. So, well, they saw more potential in other people. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that's that what, too. That's what came down. Like I said, you know, the guy is known as a strikeout artist, but he was giving up hits left and right last year. And, you know, honestly, we, when we put him in the game, it was scary. He, yeah, it was. He had a low ERA, but he was still not doing what, you know, they got him for. You expect the guy to have like a one one point five to like a two point eight ERA, and he wasn't doing that. His WHIP was a lot higher than it should have been, higher than I expected, and he just wasn't getting the job done as well as we thought. So, yeah, you know, let him go pitch in Boston and let people hit bombs over the Green Monster off of him, and I'll be very happy. But All no, right, wait, so... what are your thoughts? Like, are you happy with who we re- who we lost? Uh, is there anybody you would have you know tried to keep besides obviously Kane Lee? Because I know you have a big man crush on him. Well, you you forgot you forgot who we lost, who? Masahiro Tanaka. Oh, oh yeah, I said that. You know, that's a that's a big one right there. He's the one person I was actually very very, ups really upset to leave. Like, look, I get it. Like, Kane Lee, I thought was awesome, and I did. I prefer if we kept him, but Tanaka's been around for seven plus years with the Yankees, and he now he went back to Japan and he plays for the um. Uh, he plays for the uh, the what probably the, say this, the racket, racket, Tigers, racket, uh, Eagles, Eagles, and but, he's very happy over there. <laughs> yeah, you know, good for him. You know, I'll always you know appreciate what he did, but he was never the guy that we expected to be when we got him. He was only that guy in the postseason. Which listen, that's all that matters is what you do in the postseason. But the regular season, he never wowed me. Listen, honestly. Chinmin Wong in his in his prime before he broke his ankle rounding third base. That's what I expected. I loved Chinmin Wong. And I expected yeah. not to be something like that, or at least like you Darvish. Um he we also had uh after uh Chinmin Wong before um before he broke his ankle. No, before Tanaka was um no. uh Kuroda. He wasn't he, anything special. He was okay, but he wasn't like he was. Yeah, Tanaka was better than Kuroda, but I don't know. Like, you oh, know, absolutely. When we got Tanaka, he was hailed as one of the better pitching prospects to come out of Japan in recent memory, and I really expected him to be similar to Yu Darvish. I wanted us to sign Yu Darvish when he came out, so I was all in for getting Tanaka, and he was just he was okay. He was good. He wasn't spectacular. He won a lot of games. He lost a decent amount. 
But, you know, what was it? The postseason, what, 18, 17 or 18, where he was just lights out. That's what I liked. That's what I expected. And I'm always going to remember that postseason with him where he just killed it. Nobody could touch him. 17? Yeah, 17 or 18. I don't remember exactly. But he was good. He was okay. He wasn't anything special. So for him to go and if we could – if we get upgrades with the guys that we signed and, you know, they turn out to turn back time, time. (laughs) if they can do that, then I'm happy. If, you know, they blah, like like, um, Tanaka, then it is what it is. Another two names to throw out there who weren't really, you know, big on the team. They were only here for last year. Uh, Eric Kratz, he's on the Yankees anymore. Um, Chris Iannetta retired. Was it ben Heller's right. Yeah, Ben Heller's not. Uh, ben Heller was. Oh, we signed Ben Heller. I'm sorry. Okay, so Ben Heller. Oh no, we signed. <laughs> okay, sorry, we signed him and then released him like two months later. Mm-hmm. So we don't have Ben Heller anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it. Uh, we went. You know, we lost a bunch of people, but. We did gain a good amount of people. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to go over that really quick. As you all know, the big names who I have wanted on the Yankees for the past couple of years, and I've just been waiting for him to do it, was Corey Kluber. I, I've always wanted Corey Kluber to come over to the Yankees, and I'm so happy he did. He came over on a one-year contract, which is fine because he hasn't pitched in a couple of years. And, you know, if he is the Corey Kluber we know and love, or even if he's, you know, even close to that, win-win for the Yankees because they got him for cheap. Uh, next person is going to be Jamison Tyone, traded from the Pittsburgh a Pirates to the Yankees. Uh, I think he only has a one-year deal left on his contract, though. But once again, he hasn't pitched in a couple of years. Yeah, year or two. He, has a, he um, hasn't pitched in a couple of years, but... He pitched for Cole back in Pittsburgh, and if he is also a great pitcher, another win-win for us because we traded him for a five-player deal for literally nothing. Um, it was just all prospects, basically. Mm-hmm. So we got Corey Kluber, signed his free agent, one year. Um, traded for Tyon. Traded for Tyon. We I signed Jay Bruce to a minor league contract. We uh, Why? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it, honestly. But. I know. We'll get to that, though. Nick Goody signed to a minor league contract. Robinson Torino's minor league contract. We got Derek Dietrich, um, Justin Wilson, Derek and Dietrich, Darren O'Day. Minor league, yeah, Darren O'Day. Well, Darren O'Day was signed to the Yankees. Yeah. So um, was Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson, yep. Adam Warren got signed to a minor league contract again. Yeah. Well, let's just, if, we, if we're going to go through everybody, we'll be here all day. <laughs> No, but, no, I'm not going but through the, everyone. I'm just going through yeah. the names that matter. Yeah, no, but like the, anyway, the big ones, you know, mm-hmm. as much as it hurt losing um, Holder, Canley, and Ottavino, I think picking up O'Day and Wilson were two are very like under the radar, fantastic moves. Well, we had Wilson before, he, and then we brought him back because well, he was yeah, on the well, Mets. I mean, last year he played with the Mets. He was okay. He wasn't spectacular, but you know. He's, I think he's going to, you know, do really well. at. Uh, but Darren O'Day is going to be exciting to oh watch because he is very good. Oh, I'm very excited to watch him. Yeah. You know, we're kind of, you know, building the old Baltimore Orioles bullpen. You know, him, uh, Britain. Who else are we going to bring over? <laughs> but um, that's fun. So, with the people that we signed 
you know, to minor league or major league. Let's just talk about the major league ones for now. Yeah. I'm very excited what, what we did. You know, everyone has been barking at Cashman to go after some starting pitching, and he did it. We basically revamped our entire starting pitching staff in this offseason. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's low risk, high reward. And oh, absolutely. Listen, at the end of the day, like maybe they both get hurt. If that happens, it happens. It sucks. But we have backup pitching, too, because exactly. we'll have Herman, we'll have Montgomery, we'll have David Garcia, and Severino's coming back. And we'll have Clark so, Schmidt. Like, we have enough yeah. pieces that are there. It's just, you know, if both of them get hurt, and, you know, it's like early in the season, we're screwed because Sebi won't be back. We're going to be technically down three guys, and we're going to be rolling out there with Cole, Montgomery, Debbie Garcia, Clark Schmidt, and Herman. And, and if Schmidt, if it's a high reward, then Cashman did a great job. If it's a, if you know if, if everything goes how they hope it does, we have three number one starters, four when we get Sebi back, and five when Herman's on his A game. And yeah, the, and it's if they're all healthy and they all hit their potential, it's the best pitching staff in baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And my my thing is, if Jameson and Kluber are good, and they have great seasons, yeah. Severino doesn't like when he comes back. He doesn't even have to be the Severino we remember him as. He could just be a good pitcher, and we'll be fine. I would be very intrigued to see what they do with him this year if Tyon and um, Kluber are pitching out of their minds. Um, if you know the two of them, Cole Herman, are pitching well, the four of them, and you know you got Debbie Garcia slash Clark Schmidt slash Jordan Montgomery, you know in that four in that five six spot. And, you know, you rotate them and keep them, you know, fresh and whatever. Do you make Severino your long reliever? Do you throw him in there? So I would actually throw Herman in the bullpen and make him a reliever. I would bring Seve back and let him start. But it could be a risk. You know, he just coming yeah. off Tommy John surgery. See, that's my thought. I'm like, you know, he's coming off this surgery. And listen, he hasn't pitched in. It will be like a year and a half, almost maybe two years. And the last thing you want to do is take this kid who – has all the potentials of being a number one on any other team except the Mets, Dodgers, and Yankees. And I don't want to rush him, so I would prefer this is if, you know, the five star, five, six, seven stars we have are, you know, pitching pretty well. Um they're not getting like, you know, they're not like J Hap and just losing everything every time. If he comes back healthy, I think there's no reason to rush to throw him in the bullpen, um starting rotation. I would much rather let him, you know, go in the bullpen, work on his stamina, build up his speed and all of his movement, and get back to that dominant force that we saw. And, you know, that way we have him fresh for the postseason. And then going into 2022, he's our number two starting pitcher because, let's face it, as much as we have high hopes for Kluber and uh, J-Mo, it's pretty unlikely they both hit it. And, you know, we've been raving about Severino for years since he had that really dominant year. And we have all these thoughts that he's going to be the new number one of the rotation until we sign Cole. So I don't want to, you know, ruin our, our solid number two. Like, it's literally going to be our version of Kershaw and Bauer, of DeGrom and Syndergaard, um, of Kluber and, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Bieber, back a couple years ago. Um it's just like such such a good potential, and I don't want to you know burn him out too quickly because Tommy John is no joke, and I don't know if it's still true, but you know I remember years ago when everybody you opted to get Tommy John because you came back a better pitcher, you yeah. go through all that rehab and you completely rework how you throw the ball. So 
to let him slowly come back, I, I'd prefer to put him in the bullpen. I, I'm, I'm rambling, but I'm saying the same thing over and over. I want to put him in the bullpen when he comes back if everyone's pitching well. Now, I could be wrong, but this is just my early prediction. I think that our two sleeper pitchers are going to be JMO and Montgomery. Oh, I, I think I think I think both of those those two are going to come in and be lights out. I don't know about lights out. Um, I think you know we're going to see a modern. I don't want to say a modern day Andy Pettit because he won't be that good. But well, um, he has been getting uh, mentored by Andy yeah. Pettit. He's Did you see the, the uh, text Pettit was sending with him? Yeah. Yeah, that he's saying he pitches better than I did, or he throws harder than I did. Like that's an amazing compliment. Yeah. So you know, he Montgomery has the potential, and I liked him when we you know brought him up three years ago. And if he can just stay healthy, he's a great ground ball pitcher. He's a great lefty, and he's just solid. And he'll he'll give up two to two to four runs a game. But for a team that last year averaged five point three runs a game, and that was when we were playing like crap. Torres and Sanchez played like garbage. You get them on the right track, having a good year. You have a healthy Judge and Stanton, um, and then you still have Voight. You still have DJ. You have Gio, who, as much as I don't believe it, he's you know really good. Um, you have Hicks. You have a deep line, and Frazier. Like there, there's so much potential for the majority of the line to hit over 280 that it makes me so giddy. But I think you know we averaged 5.3 runs last year. I think it's a really good shot that we average over six. Maybe we hit yeah. seven. It's you know it's a stretch. And seven runs is a lot in baseball, but throughout the course of the year, if we're all healthy and we, you know, we're on our A game, easily seven. Uh, I also forgot to mention uh, <laughs> we uh, signed to a minor league contract, Nestor Cortez. We brought brought him Ooh. back. Ooh. <laughs> but um, so before. We get into predictions of how we think the season's going to roll out, what we think is going to happen. A couple more people I want to talk about are DJ LeMayhew and Brett Gardner. We did bring back and re-sign. So DJ signed a six-year contract with the Yankees. Wonderful. Beautiful. Love it. It was like, what, like 76 um, million or 75 million? Something like stupid. We got, we got this man twice for a steal. Yeah. Twice. He loves being on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Gardner, we signed for one year for an option of two. Don't think the Whoa. two is going to happen. I think he's going to retire after this year regardless of what happens, and I think he already knows it. Yeah. Because he already made comments saying, you know, he knows this is his last contract deal with them, and he's living each day like he can with the Yankees, and that's it. I think after this year, whether they win the World Series or not, that's in the Gardner. And I'm okay with that. I just want him for one more year, and I've said it a billion times to everyone. Yeah. Listen, so, I mean, it doesn't matter now, but you were driving me nuts about Mayhew. You know, <laughs> I had no doubt in my mind from the second the season ended until he actually resigned that he was going to resign. No doubt in my mind. I knew it. I was like, listen, this guy wants to play here. The Yankees know he is now the modern-day Derek Jeter for our team. He hits for average. He hits for – he doesn't hit for power, but he has it. And he's very quickly become a big leader on this team. There was no way, no way they were going to let him go anywhere. And I know the Dodgers, they were lurking around. There was talk about the Mets. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. The only team I was kind of worried about was the Mets, but you knew that this year they were going after Bauer or Lindor. The fact that they weren't in both is awesome. It's going to make – 
Crosstown rivalry so much better than it's ever been, and I'm really excited. Um, but the Dodgers, you know, I wasn't too worried about him, you know. He just likes the Yankees, and the Dodgers right now are like the anti-Yankees. They're the, they're the West Coast Yankees. So I wasn't worried about that. Plus, you know, there was all the talk about them. They wanted to give a ton of money to a big-name player. After they lost out on Cole last year, they were pissed. And, um, you know, they gave all that money to Mookie Betts, which was great, but they still had money earmarked to go out and spend it on whoever. The fact that, you know, last year was such a shortened season and they won the World Series, like, good for them. But we've seen it, like, in the past. Like, they're a great, great, great first half of the season team. And then they kind of fizzle out in the second half. So the fact that they won the World Series and did what they did, like, good for them. I'm not too impressed, honestly. They absolutely dominated. I'm not taking anything away from them. And, you know, adding Bauer, you still have Kershaw. You have, um, what's his name? Not Bueller. Is it Bueller? I think it's Bueller. They have him and, you know, Mookie and Bellinger. They have a sick team. It's filthy. It's dirty. But, you know, I want to see them do it for a full season. Um, but I, was, I wasn't scared that they were going to get him. They didn't have the room. They didn't have the money. Um so, yeah, it just made too much sense for the Yankees to bring back LeMahieu. But, you know, Gardner, it's a feel-good story. I love Gardner. I just didn't think it was worth waste. I don't. I still don't think it's worth giving him a roster spot. I, would, I think it is. I would much rather give it to a relief pitcher. Our bullpen took a hit this offseason, and as good as it is that we got O'Day and Wilson, you know, it's still weak, and we're very, like, besides our lineup and, like, our pitchers, it's very right-hand dominant. And listen, it's great that he's a switch hitter and he's gonna rotate in, give he's gonna get Brett uh he's gonna give um Judge and Hicks and Frazier and Stanton days off. But you know, it's yeah. he's gonna rotate in. He hit listen, he's not what he was three, four, five years ago. He's completely changed his, you know, batting style from a guy who hit for like three ten and stole a bunch of bases to now he's like hitting two fifty and he's hitting twenty home runs a year. That's okay. Change. It's okay, now, but like if you're gonna hit 250 and you're gonna hit home runs, you better be hitting 35 home runs. Look at Nelson Cruz. Look at Gary Sanchez when he's bad. Gary Sanchez when he's bad, he'll hit you 240, 220 to 250. He's gonna hit you 35 home runs. Like yeah. if you're gonna be a power hitter, it's all or nothing. So he he's lost a step on a lot. He's still one of my favorite Yankees. He's one of our most clutch players. There's been so many games I've gone to where we've gone to extra innings where it's been bottom of the ninth, two outs, and he's come up with a clutch hit. I love him. I think he's fantastic, but I think, you know, his time's up, and I'm happy, you know, we re-signed him so he can, you know, hopefully have his last hurrah this year and we go out and we win the World Series and he gets another ring. But honestly, it's like, you know, I'd rather give that spot to Andujar or um, maybe— no, uh, I, wouldn't give it to, I wouldn't give it to Andujar. You know, but you know, and Duar's he had a shit year last year and the year before, but coming out of the minors, he he he's not a fielder, he's a hitter. And I don't know. I I love Andujar just like I love Sanchez, but I I I'm just not a big guy to re-sign Gardner this year, especially when you're trying to stay under the tax and you could have gone out and signed somebody else with that extra 4 or 5 million that we gave him. Well, I think Gardner's a good choice because it's it's inevitable for Sanch, uh for Stan Judge and or Hicks to get hurt. So yeah, that, it's a good insurance policy. I do want to talk about predictions really quick. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I just want your 
your predictions on how the Yankees will finish in the East in the postseason. Also, who do you think is going to make those final roster spots between uh, Chirinos, between Jay Bruce, between Dietrich? Um, they are all lefties. I know the Yankees are eyeing for more lefties in their lineup. Uh, and who do you think will be, you know, Yankees playback, uh, comeback player of the year? Will it be J-Mo? Will it be Kluber? Will it be Sanchez? Will it be um, Stanton? And then, um, yeah, I'll show you my predictions too. So how do you think, first off, how do you think their year is going to finish out? I mean, I think they dominate the AL East. I mean, every team in the AL East except the Blue Jays is, is um, bad. Boston. Blue Jays are definitely a... a, a yeah, I mean, you have beat. Boston and Baltimore, which are terrible teams. Tampa lost a lot of talent this year. And, you know, Toronto, they, they got good. They got good quick. And yeah. I think they're going to make a really good wild card team. But they are gonna get, they're not going to overtake us for first place. I think, you know, the Yankees have a real good shot of winning over 100 games this year. And we win the AL East. Um they're going to be the one or two seed, if you ask me. Um, the only other team in the AL that I'm like concer- not concerned, but I'm very interested to see is the White Sox. I don't think that Houston or um, uh, who is Seattle or Texas, like they're, they're not good. The, the Athletics, you know, they always surprise me. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know they squeak in in the wild card, even they win the uh, the West. But Central's the Tigers. Um, Tigers, no. Central's the White Sox. Maybe maybe the Twins. Yeah, I'd say the Twins over the Indians. And probably the Yankees and Blue Jays. But definitely Yankees uh, finishing first. I think well over 100 wins. Um, playoffs, you know, I think they're going to get to... Um, what is it? Which is... I always mess it up. The Which one's later? The ALCS, right? Yeah, ALCS is right before the World Series. Yeah. I think they definitely make it to the ALCS. And I think it's going to be them against the White Sox. So I'm really, really, really hoping that's what it is because it's going to be really fun and it's going to make me really angry really quick. <laughs> so it, it, it's going to be challenging. You know, Chicago came out of left field and they had this great team. And I know they've been working on it ever since they made the trade with um, uh, with, uh the Washington when they got Lucas Gia, Gia, whatever the his name is. Um, is it not Lucas? Whatever the pitcher's name is, Gio something. I liked him in the minors, and I was like, wow, that's a big deal. And plus this the trade they made with the, the Red Sox when they got the flamethrower kid. I, again, I forgot all their names. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a good pitching staff. You know, they got a good offense. They're going to be a fun team this year. Um, for comeback player of the year, Gary Sanchez. You know, I think the last two years he's been down, clearly. Um, I think he's really done a lot of, put in a lot of work this offseason. Everybody says he's fat and no shape, but, I mean, there were pictures of him last year during the offseason. Dude's ripped. Like, no, I shouldn't say ripped, but like he's jacked. Like, he's a monster for, like, a little guy. And I think this year, you know, he really worked on his batting. And we're seeing it already in the um, spring training. You know, first two games, home runs. Um, you know, he's taking pitches. He's getting walks. He's getting on base. He's getting hits. Um, his slugging is crazy right now. Granted, it's been five or six games. But he really made a big effort to rework his swing and just stay more focused on the ball and stop pulling. So I'm really excited for him this year. I think he's going to go nuts. Um, MVP for the team this year. I mean, the easy answer is LeMayhew. But um, I'm going to say Torres. 
you know, if he can, actually, no, I'm not going to say Torres. He gets too many errors. I'm going to go with Stanton. I like Stanton. I know a lot of people don't. Um, again, we saw it last year. I said it when we started the podcast last year. I'm like, it's a shortened season. He heats up in the summer. He started off, him and Judge were neck and neck for MV, for AL MVP. They were absolutely killing it. And I don't know if you've watched any spring training or seen any highlights, but like once again, Stan's doing great. Stan's raking. Training. He's not he's not yeah. hitting bombs and home runs, but you know he's got he's got two doubles. Uh, he's getting hits. He's getting on base. He's getting on base. And I, I I love Stan. I know everybody hates it, but we got him for a steal, just like we got A Rod for a steal. And he is very similar to A Rod. This monster of a man who has all these sky high expectations from everybody, and he has yet to prove it in the postseason. Granted, um. Was it last year or the year before? He he hit a couple home runs. He did okay in the postseason. Nothing spectacular, you know. He strikes out a lot, and so does Judge. But you know, we're in twenty twenty one, and strikeouts don't mean as much. Like, yeah, if you're from twenty years, thirty years ago now, and you're oh, Jesus forty years ago, I'm turning thirty in a week and a half. <laughs> from if you're from forty years ago, and you are so used to guys striking out less than a hundred times, and now people are striking out left and right. Like, you hate it. You hate to see it. You hate to see him and Judge doing that. But, you know, I, whatever. I, I'm rambling. Um, It's something, you know, him and Judge, I accept that they're going to strike out a minimum of 200 times because I know they're still going to get on base about – they're probably going to get on base like 360 to 400, and they're going to bat about 280, and they're both going to hit a combined 80 to 90 home runs, and I'm okay with that. Um, What else did you want to know from me? Um, that was it. No, all right, no. all right, you go, you go. Not, oh, I'm, I'm and uh, who do you think? really quick? Who do you think is going to make the roster spot? Oh yeah. For... Um, honestly, either Dietrich or Chirinos. Um, okay. I think the shot with Chirinos is you know he used to be Cole's personal catcher, so there's that. Jay Bruce, you know, it's a good story, but I don't think that I don't think Chirinos was Cole's personal catcher. I think that was Molinado. He was, but Chirinos was for a while too. I got okay. about it. Um Dietrich I think is more value because you can play him in the infield. Bruce, you know, if it doesn't make sense to keep Bruce if we if we're keeping Gardner. You know, we are we're gonna have Gardner, Frazier, Hicks, Judge Stanton. We're not gonna put a sixth outfielder on the team. I can't imagine it. But um I'd say Chirinos over Dietrich right now. Um but we'll see. That one I cool. that one I don't know. All right, so I'll make mine quick, short and sweet. <laughs> I think the Yankees finish. Obviously, the in my opinion, the Yankees are gonna kill in the East. Um, there's not much competition unless it's the Blue Jays. Um, I'm picturing Yankees, White Sox, ALCS battling for the World Series. I think the Yankees. A little bias here. I think the Yankees come out on top. I think we still we have a little bit more than they do. Yeah, I think I, I um, agree. We have more postseason experience. As much as it isn't fantastic, we there Chicago's a young team. Yeah, and for them to just come in and say, "Oh, we got this," no, you don't. You're still young. There's a lot, a lot of pressure, and if you know, you just might not be up to it. Mm-hmm. So that's my predictions with that. Uh, team MVP. See. Well, MVP, let me do comeback player first. Okay. I'm going to ch- pick two. I'm saying J-Mo and Stanton. I think they're, I think Stanton is going to have a healthy year, in my opinion. That's a stretch. 
Now, I don't now, do I think do I think he's gonna get hurt? Yeah, I think, but I don't think it's gonna be severe. I think he'll maybe on like the ten day DL come back, but I think he's gonna have a wonderful year. I think he's gonna hit a lot of home runs. I think he's gonna be clutch for us in moments we need him. I have a feeling this is his year, JMO. I just have a I have a feeling he's gonna be a great pitcher for us that we're gonna be able to count on. I hope so. And one thing with Stanton, I don't know if it actually happened, but I know. The Yankees brass, like, they were, like, really pissed off last year about Stanton and Judge lifting so much weight, doing so much heavy weight lifting and strong, like, just whatever they're doing. Um, I don't know how true it is, but I think they may have, you know, like, really gotten to the two of them and said, you can't do what you're doing anymore, and you have to have, like, normal baseball workouts. You're too big, you're too tall, you're too strong, your body cannot move. If I'm Brian Cashman, I force them to do yoga daily. That's what I want to do, because it's all soft tissue issues, soft tissue injuries they keep getting. Yeah, they could have just said touch. they could have said if you want a contract extension, stop working out and getting hurt. Yeah, ah, I'm just speaking again, hurt. I moved and I hurt my back. <laughs> all right, so Yankees aren't signing you. Uh, <laughs> MVP. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Stan. I just think if he has a great breakout year again. Like he did a couple of years ago, and he's just great. I think he's our most valuable player next to DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, uh, you know the guy. Bench, healthy, he's gonna hit fifty home runs and get you one hundred and twenty RBIs. Mm-hmm. Like bench players for who I think the Yankees will bring into from the minor league contracts in. Definitely, I think Dietrich. I mean, in my opinion, I'm picking him over Tyler Wade because. Oh yeah. Yeah, Tyler Wade is horrible at hitting. He's good in infield. He's fast. But yeah, that's. I feel like D- Dietrich, you can play anywhere in the infield besides catcher. You could throw him in the outfield. He has tailor made swing for the short portion, Yankees uh, right field. I think they'll choose him. And if they're able to choose someone else, I'm kind of split because Jay Bruce is having a good spring with the Yankees and he could be a backup, but where do you put him in the field? Exactly. He, he You're not going to have a backup DH. No. You're just not going to do that. It makes no sense. Because like, what's so, going to happen is if you're going to do a DH and it's not going to be Stan, it's going to be Sanchez. You're going to put Sanchez as your, as your catcher and you're going to put... Um, you could also use Luke Voigt as a DH too. You could use Voigt as a DH. Um, then you could put Dietrich at first or you could put Chirinos uh, behind the plate or Higashioka and just let... Sanchez be now it doesn't make sense. Chirinos could be a great veteran catcher for the Yankees. I know he came from the Astros. It's a little weird, but you know what? So did Cole. Um, but do you carry three catchers on your team? See, that's the other thing I was trying to think. I, I couldn't. I forgot about Higashioka. But now, if Higashioka has a bad spring, you could put him in the mine back down the minors and take a risk with Chirinos. Well, they they really like Higashioka. I don't think they're gonna. Oh yeah, drop. No one. There's no reason to hate him. I yeah. love Higashioka. I love Higgy. Which is why I think you know the more and more I think about it, is the more I think they're gonna lean toward towards uh, Dietrich because you know you can place him all over the infield like you said, and if need be, you could probably put him in the outfield. You can't do that with Bruce, and you can't do that with Chirinos. So you know they're both locked in, and the Yankees like versatility, and you already have two catchers. And if, you know, one of them gets hurt or whatever, you bring up um, Chirinos. And it doesn't – Jay Bruce, you know, the only way I can see them keeping him is if they really do plan to use him and, like, try to flip him for, like, a minor league player. But – I don't know if we're going to necessarily need him. He's old. There's – it's going to be hard to give him the rotation. I mean, your hope right now is he kills it in spring training and you can flip him now, like, just to a team that needs a DH. But it's yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's but um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much what we had to talk about today. It was just those uh, yeah. couple things, and we just wanted to catch up and you know come back and record something because it's been a while. We love doing this. You know, we just had to find the time. Yeah. But you know, uh, listen, like, you we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put our podcast uh, through this company through this website called Anchor. Um, the main one you're gonna be able to listen to us on is Spotify. I'm gonna look into Apple Music as well. So and listen, check us out on there. Depending on our schedules, guys, you know we're gonna be trying to do this more than once a week. Yeah. Um, the hope is, you know, we'll actually be able to do this during some games and maybe, you know, we'll hook up, we'll do Instagram live again. We'll do a zoom thing. We'll do a Facebook live. We'll do whatever we can just so, you know, we're out there and you see, we're actually like, watching the games and doing what we can. Yeah. I mean, I will say Nick's probably gonna be doing a lot more than I am. Um, as of October, if you guys remember, um, I finally got a big boy job and uh, now yeah. there's days I work till one in the morning. So I'm not always able to watch the games, <laughs> but the games I will be able to watch, you know, I'm going to be make sure that I can get on Twitter and um, Instagram and Facebook, whatever I can, just, you know, get my face out there, say hi to everybody, watch the game with some friends. And I know Nick's going to do the same thing, but mm-hmm. definitely expect this year a lot more content from us. You know, yeah, we definitely, we are limiting ourselves to the social media for now. Yeah. So mainly it's Instagram and Twitter. We're not going to use YouTube. YouTube's kind of blacked out right now. Um, Facebook, I I have to work on the Facebook. We might, you know, that's just a different discussion. But for now, <laughs> just follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's where all our new, all our updates are going to be. And Spotify, and Spotify as well. You can listen to our podcast there. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, you can always message us too. You can always yeah. comment on our stuff, like it, share it. You can slide in our DMs. Yes, yeah, slide in our DMs. And tell us what you want us to hear or what you want us to talk about, even if it's player comparison. We would yeah. love to do that. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's it for today's. Uh, that's for this episode. Um, it'll be posted sometimes this week, but we'll let you guys know. And uh, we'll, you know, yeah, and that's until, you know we're really next talk. We're really excited for this year, and we're happy to bring you guys along for the ride. So you know, quest for twenty eight. Let's go. Hell yeah, let's do it. Talk to you guys soon. All right, bye guys. Mm-hmm.